How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Forever, dog. He's not like all the other guys. Caroline B. Cooney's The Stranger. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses trashy teen horror. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. Caroline Bikuni, The Stranger. That mm. tagline is perfect. It's true. And also doesn't work at all. No. But I like it because it's instead of like, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. He's not like other guys. He's not like other guys. Well, I mean, he isn't. No. For a lot of <laughs> like, reasons. No other guys. This is none. The, I mean, it is. So what did you think this book was going to be? I thought he was like a ghost or something or like maybe like. Well, read the back of the book first okay. or read the blurb or whatnot first, because listeners, it would be helpful to know what we were going off of. From the first moment she sees him in class, Nicoletta is drawn to Jethro, fascinated <laughs> by his dark, mysterious face. She is attracted yet repelled, interested, but afraid, spelled wrong. Nicoletta <laughs> becomes obsessed, unable to think of anything but this strange boy. Boy. But she knows so little about him until she follows him to a deserted cave on the edge of town and learns the truth. Jethro is not like the others. No, not at all. He has a terrifying secret, a secret no one must ever find out. Um, so I'm trying to think what I thought his secret could have been. <laughs> I thought he was just like, uh, he had Maybe traveled a secret through time murderer. <laughs> I like, I was I like, I thought it was going to be a lot more down to earth than yes. that. I didn't think it was going to be so magical. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to turn out that he was a cave rock. He is a caveman, but not in the way you think. Not like that kind of caveman. Not that kind he of. is not a a man who lives in a cave. Well, technically, he sort is of. a man who lives in a cave, but more. But more so, he is a man made out of cave. Yeah, he's a man made out of cave. He's a cave who is a man. Yeah. <laughs> not a cave, not yet a man. <laughs> um, not a cave. <laughs> not yet, yet a man. man. Um, he, first of all, sounded very hot. He when did he was sound not a hot. Cave. He sounds like artsy yeah. and brooding and hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I did love that. Um, so okay, first we should just get it straight that Nicoletta used to be part of <laughs> an elite chorus group called well, Madrigal Singers. Right, the Madrigal is a very Singers. specific kind of yes choral group. It's very. It's like medieval. Yes. Choral music. Yes. They dress and in so they dress medieval the part. <laughs> she has beautiful golden hair that she just permed. Honestly, as a nerd, I was like way into this. No, yeah. I'm I was like, yeah. wow, I wish this didn't exist. Here, here's the thing. Am I so as someone who literally just two days ago was researching a LARPing witcher school in Poland, I was like, this looks cool. As someone who also exists just like in the world, I was like, this girl's a nerd. <laughs> like I was torn because I am. Well, she's like a huge dork to be as well. Stunning. She and is it really beautiful. is treated like they are cool. 
No. Well, th- yeah, yeah. I think that they are, they're very elite. Mm-hmm. They're very exclusive. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they do not date. The Madrigals don't date. They don't date, which is why the second Nicoletta is out, Christo's, like, on it. Yeah. Christo. Hottest Madrigal boy? Yeah. Hottest and only Madrigal boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he touches and kisses everyone. But not... <laughs> In a romantic way. No, he just, that's he's how just he is. very physically affectionate. Yeah. So he, it's hugs like, and kisses. so you know how any theater kid in high school mm. or college, mm. it's all about like just like draping yourselves all over each other. Cause you're like, that's because just you're me. so I'm, like so artsy I'm so open. and you're so like emotionally open mm-hmm. and you're just like, like hormones are pumping through your blood. Well, cause, and you're yeah. just searching for an excuse to yes. have physical contact with the opposite You're like, sex. this is normal for me. I'm just naturally this like, touchy touchy. No. And meanwhile, you're like, I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of the boners in the world. <laughs> I have a girl boner. Christo. Short for Christopher. Yeah. Christo is... I was saying like Christo though. I was saying Christo. But Christo sounds more fun. Only because I Let's know some Christo. Christos. Oh, okay. So I think it was like, but I think they do spell their names with a K, so it's different. I, mm. We'll go with Christo because um, we can. He, why not be a Christo? If you're going to be that spelled name, name, <laughs> go for it. If you're going to be a C-H-R-I-S-T-O, be yeah. a Christo. If you're not going to be a Chris, if you're mm-hmm. not going to be a Christopher, if you're not going to be a Topher, mm-hmm. be a Christo. Mm-hmm. And he is. Give yourself that gift. And he hugs and kisses everyone so she doesn't really realize that he has a thing for her. And then she gets replaced on the Madrigals by Anne Marie. What is this girl? Anne Louise. She's a very boring looking girl and she's like, um, she's not as pretty as me, who is stunning. <laughs> yeah, she's dull looking. She's dull looking. She has, she has brown dull hair. brown hair and brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Unlike me, my beautiful golden locks that shimmer. I forgot what color her eyes are. I don't remember her eye color, but I remember that she's very hot. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Except he's like Joe Bidening all over everybody. Christo. He's. Rubbing everyone's shoulders and kissing their hair. <laughs> he is. It's un- unasked for touching. But he, they're all into it because they're basically theater kids. Yes, they love it because, well, he is very attractive and they are attracted to him and they like him yeah. touching them. Yes. Um, Because he's like, like, this is the description. He rubbed her shoulders and kissed her hair. Affection came easily to Cristo. He distributed it to all the girls and they in turn were never without a smile or a kiss for him. But that was all there was. Christo never offered more, never took more. But then, oh, and Louise, that's right. Um, but then, like, remember when he asks her out and then he's, like, not touching her and she's like, that means so much more. Yeah. <laughs> because a withheld touch <laughs> is the hottest touch of all. <laughs> it's like in Pride and Prejudice, the Kira Knightley one, mm. where he, like, so, like she's walking away and he suddenly is lifting her hand to mm-hmm. help her into the carriage. Mm-hmm. And then when he's walking away, there's a close up on his it's hands and clenched. he's just like, he's just, yeah. um, he's very flexing it so yes, hard. Like they're like the prudish touching was yeah. just so fiery that he had to shake it out of his hand. Here's, here's what, here's what I will admit. Uh huh. I love a period piece in which not touching, touching is like, the thing porn like they're like they're like oh i i can't like i'll touch your shoulder but it's so oh it's so why did it's i touch so forbidden like it's so it, forbidden my shoulder is on fire now yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like her shoulder radiated heat where his, where his fingertips had grazed like that it's I true though that. like when you're really not thinking of someone in that way you'll you're just like not even thinking about physical affection mm-hmm. you're showing them and then when you're tr- like trying to keep it cool though you're thinking about it non-stop yes every single move you're like oh okay wait my arms are this way here and the, the you are there and this far away from me but like when you're not thinking about it and also she is like lukewarm about Cristo as a person no she i well, think first she likes him she likes him the only thing is now she has Jethro in her yeah. life. The problem is Jethro's poisoned her. It's all her. Jethro. Because Jethro is in her art appreciation class, which she has to take instead of magical practice. Yeah. 
I liked the school administrator being like, if I were you, I would take study skills. That's so mean. And she just like stares him dead in the eye and is like, art appreciation. <laughs> Had she not been that stubborn, mm. she wouldn't have met she Jethro. Never, and then Jethro's life would not have been changed forever. What is Jethro Tull? Is that a person? Is it a band? It's a band. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Happy to. <laughs> Truly, anytime. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Jethro like refuses. Now Jethro does a lot of the no touching, like Victorian era. Like, yes, I'm very proper. Like when she touches his hand, he's like staring at his own hand. Like she's touched me. I loved all the descriptions of like, he was touching his cheek as though he'd never touched a cheek before. (laughs) Yes. When she's like, he moved his face a lot. It was almost as if he was new to wearing that face. Yeah. I was like, body snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where this was going. Me neither. So you've never read this book? No, it was good. I like her good. writing in this especially. Like I already was like thumbs up Caroline B. Cooney, obviously, but this was really good. <laughs> it was really good. No, I raced through this one. I was like, yeah, I was like, what's going to happen? I know. Especially, Where is this going? Because like, the drama was like very strange, but also like, like also there were moments very that I, real. I was like magical realism. Like it was very weird. Yes. Like the time when she goes to the dance with Christo. That was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> the part where she t- like takes him into the woods and then she's just like dancing with the woods themselves. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she's like, like, um, she's okay. The second that she meets, so I feel like it's like the same day that Christo's like, do you want to go out with me? And she's like, oh, wow. Didn't even ever think of this. Sure. And then like Jethro's there and she's like, oh my God, Jethro. And so she's like entranced by Jethro. Can't pay attention to Christo. Time flies. They go to some kind of like off campus dance that's happening at the diner. No, it's like some this sounded so late 80s early 90s and I think the book was 93 but it sounded so very as usual it sounded very 50s yeah where it's like a boy invites you to a like such a term I'm looking for like a social, social something yeah like a social mm-hmm. I guess is what this would have well, been we had when I was in seventh and eighth grade not in high school but there were these dances called Co-Rec. Mm. And they and I was never allowed <laughs> to go to Co-Rec. And I always wanted to go to Co-Rec. And uh, I remember my friend was allowed to go. And so she started going, my best friend, mm-hmm. she started going with this other girl who was like kind of bad. And so then she like started getting cooler and kind of started hanging out with the bad kids. And I was kind of oh, left behind. Classic. Yeah, because my mom never let me go to these Co-Rec dances. And I always just like had such fantasies about what these correct dances were. I was like, I bet you there's like so many cute boys there and they're all like, I just had this imagination of what a dance would be like. Yeah. That was outside of the school dances because I was allowed to go to middle school dances. But it reminded me of that where it's like this dance that's like organized by not the school. It's like something else for kids Mm -hmm. or teens. Mm-hmm. So Christo invites her or to this teens, dance. Is the case maybe? Mm-hmm. So he's like, Christo's like, come with me to this dance, and she's like, okay. They go to the dance. She's dancing with him, but she's also thinking of Jethro the whole time. Then he's like driving her, and she had followed Jethro to this cave and gone in the cave and had a very scary experience, and Jethro saved her there's, as a cave person. So <laughs> <laughs> there's this cave. Did we say so? So, like, she goes to Artipri. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only one who is a diamond in the rough <laughs> maybe. Um, she goes to Artipriation, sees Jethro the very first day, stalks him immediately. Immediately stalks immediately. him. Immediately. And then I think it's that. So, that day, that same day, Christo had asked her out. She follows Jethro, um, something like that. Follows Jethro. <laughs> she's she's like, hey, uh, I'm going to talk your ear off about mandrigals. I can't stop myself. Do you oh want to have lunch together tomorrow? And he like sort of says yes. He's but like, she's lunch. not totally sure. <laughs> she's like, 
lunch and she's like, like yes lunch anyway i'll see you tomorrow and he's yeah, like you know the concept he's like you must not follow me here yeah. ever again you must promise <laughs> <laughs> and she's like well i didn't right <laughs> and then at lunch the next day christo because she's agreed to go to the dance he just assumes that they're, they're gonna sit together Jethro sees her sitting with Christo. No, and she's just, about to approach Jethro. Oh, yeah. And, and then Christo, Christo like, grabs her hand or something. He's like vagina blocking or whatever. Way vagina blocking. He like blomps in and she's like, oh, hi. He's like clit flitting right in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like turns to see where Jethro is. He's gone. Yep. Because he got the hint and was like, goodbye. And is like, it's for the best. It's for the best because I'm a cave person. And then after school, she ditches Cristo mm-hmm. and then goes out to try to figure out where he had headed in the woods. Then Finds goes in this cave. cave. The cave is very beautiful at the opening. She walks in, walks in. Ew, slime. It's scary. And then suddenly you fall. Yeah. And you like fall forever. Yeah. Then a presence captures her. Captures her. And lifts her all the way back up. But the presence is like a creepy, smelly, slimy monster. Yeah. And it's like rocky and like woodsy. And it's like grabbing her. And then she like looks in its eyes. And the eyes are so sad. The eyes are human. And it's like, you must leave. You must promise. And she's like, that's what Jethro said. That's weird. Bye. (laughs) I'm not putting two and two together. (laughs) She's like, ew. He's so gross. He's so gross. Ah, (laughs) I deserved this for not telling anyone where I was going. And then she gets home and she's like, oh, that was the scariest experience ever. I'm going to have to go back and figure out what that was. (laughs) So then she goes to this dance with Christo. I found the part where he asks her. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um. Please, by all means. Dance. She's shocked. Oh, it's, yeah, Anne Louise is the new girl who takes her place. She's shocked. Best looking and most yearned for boy in school because he also plays football. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, this is funny. One of the things Madrigal spared you from was dating as though you're like, oh, thank God I don't I know. have to date. More, I know she means it as in like, oh, the pressure's off. Yeah. But it does sound like, ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. It's a fundraiser, and it is at Top O' The Town, a famous restaurant. Oh, man. Where in years past, her father had taken her mother for special occasions like Valentine's Day or the an- their anniversary. Nicoletta had never been there. It was not a place that people wasted on children. Because Nicoletta's parents used yes. to be rich and they used to live in a big fancy house and now they live in some dumb ranch, ranch house, house where she has to share a room with her sister. Ew. And now they're not even close because they hate each other they're so They're like much. basically poor. Mm-hmm. Poor. Mm-hmm. They're pure. They're pure. They're um, pu- poor. So they do go to this dance. She's poor. dancing with Christo. She's a robot. All she can think of is Jethro. 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 Yep. Jethro. And then, At this point, I think they've had a moment together. They have. He's and kissed I her. Think, I think at this point, she even sort of knows he's a cave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 the cave guy. Yeah. I think they've had She's, a moment. Yeah. Because yeah. they, she went back, she found it. She like, somehow she like realized it was Jethro, oh, but not before she watched Jethro just like let some hunters die. Oh, Yeah. Because Jethro gets yeah. you, t- you routinely hunted. Yeah. Because people see him and they think he's a creature. Mm-hmm. When he's like not being in the cave. Yeah. And he, oh, he gets to look like a normal boy during the sunlight. Which he just figured out. Yeah. Which is, she's very vague on that. And I will forgive that because who cares? Yeah. Who cares? At this point, I don't care. Um, And then, okay. So she's like had a moment with Jethro, but she's also had like a little bit of a mo with Christo where he like kissed her and she was like, um, I'll just pretend this is Jethro <laughs> and like kisses him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm wow. I am falling for you. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and cool. then he's like, yeah, let's, me also. He's like, let's go for a drive. And she knows he wants to park and he wants to park on that dead end street Oh, yeah, because he followed her that one yes, day. Which is where, like, Jethro is. Because Jethro's, mm-hmm. like, cave is kind of a little bit beyond the dead end street. Yeah, and 
Christo is so like the way she describes him blinded with his love for her that when he's yeah, she stalks Jethro back to the cave area and Christo stalks her and his van back to the cave area and sees her and Jethro talking and Jethro's like, it's fine. I was just telling her to get the fuck out of here because it's dangerous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. Well, I'll give you a ride back. And so the only thing that registered to him was this would be a cool place to make out. And not at all the fact yes. that like Nicoletta is clearly in love with Jethro and does not care about him. I took a photo of it because it was so funny because it was so like Cristo is fucking clueless. He, and I love how clueless he I love yes. her descriptions of the state of a teenager being in love. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So they're having like this intense moment where like they're holding each other's hands. Mm -hmm. And um, so Cristo like stumbles upon it and uh, upon them where they're holding each other's hands and like staring into each other's eyes and whispering at each other. And he's like, you must promise me. And she's like, so, uh, and, and she's just like, I just, I don't know. And like staring, staring so close, holding hands in this like woods area. Cristo swung out of the van, leaving the motor idling. Promise breathed Jethro with a terrible force as if his lungs were going to explode. But she did not answer him. Hi, Christo, she said. Do you know Jethro? <laughs> Christo shook his head. She introduced them using only first names since she did not know Jethro's last name. The young men stared at each other warily. Christo extended his right hand. They shook hands, also warily, as if they were about to be contestants in some duel. I'm glad you came, said Jethro, his voice calm now, even bland. Would you mind giving Nicoletta a ride home? She shouldn't be down here. We were arguing about it. The woods are dangerous. Nobody should be in these woods without a compass. Christo was amazed. You don't seem like the outdoor type, he said to Nicoletta. Do you hike? Do you camp? Just fucking tell me. No, never. That's why I told her to stay away, said Jethro. It's dangerous for somebody who's ignorant about it. I love the woods, said Christo happily. I'll teach you, Nikki. That's what we'll do this weekend. We'll go to the state forest and hike down to the waterfalls. They're so beautiful in winter. <laughs> Cristo led Nicoletta to his van as he gave her a long lyrical description of frozen waterfalls and gleaming ice. <laughs> so funny. Like he's so poor Cristo. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> um, this is after the dance. Oh no, this is just after um that lunch where Cristo like okay. diverts her. Um so she's just thinking about that, and then Cristo's like <laughs> his name filled her head and her heart as if it were really were her heartbeat Jethro Jethro <laughs> like a nursery rhyme her head screamed Jethro Jethro and of course after school up came Christo Christo oh god smiling and eager and offering her a ride home and I just I love this whole description of teenagehood it was by car that romance was established. When a boy gave you rides or gave him rides, it meant either you lived next door and had no choice or you were seeing each other. If you didn't want the school to make that interpretation, you had to fill your car with extras. Christo, so sorry, Christo Thank had you. always filled his van with extras, but now he stood alone. He must have told them already that they had to find another way home, for the usual van crowd was not there and the much complimented Anne Louise was not in evidence. Um, also, Anne-Louise has a crush on Christo. She's just like trying to, she's just like feeding him all of these lies oh, just yeah. to get him to go away. How many lies it took to make Christo go on without her. How awful each one of them was. Because of course, he had to believe her lies or else know that she was dumping him. 
know that she did not want to be alone, alone with him and go for a ride with him. When you're in love, the possibility that the object of your love has better things to do is the worst of all scenes. So Christo just smiled uncertainly and said, at last, I'll call you tonight. Oh great, my God. said Nicoletta, smiling as if it were great. Oh my God, I love that. I love her inner monologue. Yeah. And then they did not touch. For Christo, it was the not touching of oh my a crush. God. Physical desire was so intense, it pulled him back instead of rushing him on. For Nicoletta, it was a heart that lay elsewhere. But Christo did not know. Love rarely, love rarely does. Oh my God. Oh I my God. butchered the last sentence. It's okay. It still had such profound impact. Such. Such. Such writing. Um, so, okay. So there, all this happens. So Christo's like, let's go neck in the woods. And he takes her after, after the dance. Mm-hmm. She just like, it's snowing. She just like gets I was so confused. Yeah, she gets out of the car and is like drawn to the woods and is like dancing around in the woods. Like all of a sudden she it's as though a spell yeah. has overtaken her. And Christo is under a spell about her. Cause then he's like, oh, You're amazing. <laughs> just you're wild. <laughs> he thinks he is in the wildest, most romantic relationship he's like she's more than i ever dreamed the depths to nicoletta (laughs) that i'd never even seen before she's like he thinks she's like a manic pixie dream girl meanwhile she's having her own Mm -hmm. movie so she's like then then remember she goes up on a ledge and she's dancing (laughs) with the caveman okay so here i'll read it (laughs) okay thank you so it says um She's, she realized he wants to kiss, thought Nicoletta. He's going to drive me down Jethro's road to park at the end of the lane where Jethro's stone will see us. What if the stone tells? Oh, my God. I don't. I know they talk. I don't want Jethro to find out about Christo. Um, how she wanted Jethro to see her in this gown. For she was beautiful. She had been the princess of every girl's dream at that dance. She had been as lovely as if spun from gold, as delicate as lace, as perfect as love. Oh, I, I highlighted that part. <laughs> so funny. She saw herself in the snowy night, floating down the path, her long gown flowing behind her, her golden hair glittering with diamonds of snow. She saw herself untouched by cold or by fear, dancing through the dark like a princess in a fairy tale to find her prince. And then, driving with his left hand, Christopher touched her bare shoulder with his right. He was hot and dry, burned by the fever of wanting Nicoletta. Yes, of wanting Nicoletta. She thought only of Jethro and of Jethro's hand. Also, so she's like, she's like literally dancing and pirouetting like a slow dance. Well, not yet. This This is is all in the car still. Yeah. Oh, no. He's still wanting her in the car. He hasn't seen her get out and be so crazy and like so random. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Okay. So this is the moment where it goes off the rails. And things are crazy. And so she's kissing him and he's – so he felt evaporated and diffuse. She felt sleazy and duplicitous. What have I done, thought Nicoletta. What have I let happen? How am I going to get out of this? Good night, Christo, she said courteously. And thank you. I had a lovely time. She put her hand on the door handle. Christo stared at her. Nikki, we're in the woods, not your driveway. Oh, my God. But she was out of the van, standing in her fragile silver dancing slippers on the crust of the snow. She knew she would not break through. She would not get snow in these shoes. She touched the ruby necklace. The moon came out from behind the snow-laden clouds and rested on her face and her throat. The ruby and the red rose of her cheeks were the only heat in the forest. Like a silver creature of the woods, she found the path, swirling and laughing to herself, Nikki said Christo. <laughs> he was out of the van. He was following her. He could not stay on the surface of the crusted snow as she could. His big feet and strong legs slogged to where she had danced. You don't even have a coat, he cried. And blah, 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 blah. Don't do this, Nikki. Nikki, what are you doing? <laughs> she was in a dance choreographed by an unknown moonlit hand. She had a partner, unseen and unknown, and the only thing was to keep up to stay with the rhythm her skirts making scallop shells around her bare stocking legs, her feet barely touching the white snow, her hands in synchrony, touching, holding, waving. He could see her, her gown luminous as the stars, her hair like golden music. He could not imagine what she was doing, but he did not care. She was too lovely, and the evening was too extraordinary for reason. 
He simply wanted to catch up, to be with her, to see her eyes as she danced this unearthly dance. And then she's like almost falling in ice. Oh my God. Also, like, so she she's like, she's And dancing. then they get to the cave. Yeah, they get there and she's full on in the arms of the caveman. And here it is. A black, black yes. hole at the end of Nicoletta's narrow danger opened wide and opened wider. Cristo stared, fascinated, unable to think at all, unable to shout warnings if warnings were needed. From the side of the ice dripping rock walked rock, moving rock. The rock and Nicoletta danced together for a moment while Cristo tried to free himself from ribbons of confusion. What is going on? He thought. <laughs> And then she spun as if seeing him for the first time. And the rock spun with her and it had a face. The rock was a person. And then Jethro's like, you brought him here? Yes. Meanwhile, Chris was like, bravo! <laughs> He's like, benissima, benissima. <laughs> You're like an angel. Yeah, what a performance yeah he's like wow like he he's just like in phantom of the opera yeah. and he's he's the like dopey is he raul loving, yeah he's raul yeah oh my god <laughs> he, he truly thinks that he's like ah oh, and she's just like, yeah. huh? like well she's more she's she's more than i ever could have dreamed <laughs> what a woman yeah he really is he's like He's like, who knew? Such flights of fancy. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to ask out Nicoletta. She's really pretty, and I, we've known each other for so long. And now that she's not in magicals, I think that this, this is a good time. And then all of a sudden, she turns into this, like, fucking fairy prince. Yeah, she's like an ice nymph. He's like, this is incredible. <laughs> I must have more. Nicoletta, you have my heart. <laughs> I'm standing here. I'm yours. <laughs> and you are mine. We're in love. <laughs> you silly woman. Turn away from that rock and look into my eyes. <laughs> Why you enchant the very rocks around us. <laughs> you brought the forest to life. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. she's like, huh, Jethro? Oh, no. And Jethro's okay. like, betrayal. <laughs> you brought him here. It's not safe. She's like, I didn't. He just followed me. And then and he's she, like still watching this happen. It's like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. this is, we are together. This is normal. And uh, she is not dating a rock. And then he's like, I guess we should go in the car. And she's like, okay. So they leave. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to catch that rock for you. And she's like, wet rock. <laughs> <laughs> like the next she day, she's him. like, I have to go back to see Jethro. Yeah. And her parents are like going to be on some day long excursion with friends mm -hmm. and her sister, Jamie, doesn't want to be, doesn't want to have a babysitter anyway. She sees like, yeah, Godspeed, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and she thinks she's about to go and be meet with up with Jethro and like apologize and explain about the night before. And instead her friends show up. Like, just when she's about to open the door and they're like, tell us everything about the dance with Christo. She's like, fuck. And yeah. then she's like, get out of here. I gotta go. And then Christo shows up. It was like her her thoughts of like having to deal with these people was so funny. Where she's like. Funny and stressful. It was very stressful too. Because it felt like one of those dreams where you have to get somewhere and you can't because things keep. Yes. Sidetracking you. Mm-hmm. Trying to find the mall part. Oh, yeah. She's like, let's go to the mall. <laughs> She's so like, fun. This is so fun. It's really fun. I love that we're doing this. She's like, uh, yeah, I have to buy shoes. Um, oh, yeah. And oh, that's, yeah. It's in the car when he's like, so then. She, like, goes off. She's dancing. She's glorious. It's beautiful. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, and then the this fucking Yeti <laughs> shows up. It was crazy. And she's like, you're lying. She's like, there was no Yeti. You sound crazy. Like, you sound crazy right now. I think that you should go home. And he's like, no, there was. What? Why are you acting like this, Nicoletta? There was. And meanwhile, Anne Louise is back there trying to do the most to get oh Christo's attention. She's like, Christo, I bet you're so brave. I bet you can touch him for sure. <laughs> I'm Anne Louise. I'm the prettiest point. Nicoletta... It's so funny, too, how at this point, 
unthreatened by Anne Louise she is. She's yeah. like, oh, okay. She's like, madrigals are nothing to me now. That sounds like a fucking joke. There is no madrigals. There is only Jethro. Yes. <laughs> Christo is nothing to me. He is like a beautiful portrait that mm-hmm. I do not care about. Mm-hmm. Anne Louise, you can have him. She's like, mm, I see now who has a crush on who anyway. <laughs> and Christo's like, I'm going to hunt him. And she's like, I can't let this happen. So then she decides to go and like secretly meet with Jethro at night. Yes. But then like news vans come. But then she, it takes her a long time to get there and she stays for too long. And then it's morning when Christo said he was going to go and hunt Jethro. And as soon as, and he's convinced the news vans to come because of those hunters. Yes. Oh, because the hunters are missing. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and Christo was like, that Yeti thing probably got them. And he tells <laughs> the news organization. And they're they like, believe it him. sounds right. Yes, thank you. And then she leaves and she sees all of them heading. She's like, right, right. I came here to warn Jethro and then I forgot. Because she was lulled into his like sexiness. Yes. So how does As- she decide to stop them? With a cunning distraction. Mm. The cunning distraction being throwing herself in front of a van. (laughs) And being driven on. It her leg gets her leg up. It's crazy. (laughs) She the news van runs her over and then they all stop and it like cuts to the hospital. It very much works. Because also, I love, too, that she's like, mm, this is a good excuse, though, like, to make um, Christo leave me alone. Because, like, all I have to say is, like, I'm tired from being hit by a van. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I understand. From, from all that being hit by a van. Also, okay, I burst out laughing when mm-hmm. she's in her hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, feeling sorry for herself. Yeah. The door was flung open banging heavily into the pastel plaster wall. The magicals burst into the room, singing as they came. (laughs) It was so corny. They were singing an old European hiking song. And as we go, we love to sing our knapsacks on our backs. Folderol, (laughs) foldery, our knapsacks on our backs. She was so glad to see them that it made her cry. It was hokey, but it was beautiful. It was friendship. It was friendship. I just the the vision They're such dorks. Yes, of these like kid these teenagers wearing medieval it's beautiful. Outfits. I love it. I love, I love that it. they're dorks. I love it. I You're, love that she's not just a cheerleader or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a specific interest. It's so specific. I really I do really love it. I appreciate it. Because also, you know, I like a Ren fair. I like to dress yeah. up. I like to Cosplay, I like that stuff. Certainly up our alleys. For sure. It is very dorky, though. I remember now, there were a madrigal, there was a madrigal chorus in college. Really? Mm-hmm. And they sang olden time songs? Mm-hmm. I don't think they dressed up, though. Was it called madrigals? Yeah, madrigal singers. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's like a thing. It's the type of music. It's not the name of the their group. chorus. I thought it no. was the name of their group. No, madrigal music. Yeah. Should we start a madrigal should should i open up spotify and find madrigal singing i think maybe oh it's a secular music singing i'm gonna look up some madrigal singing groups in la here philippine madrigal singers an artist that's interesting that it's the philippines let's try this one this is moon Moon River. river Let me check. This is more. This is very calming to me. It's like a beautiful, I didn't realize it was secular, Mm -hmm. but it's like beautiful church music. Okay. There's a group called Joyousance. Mm-hmm. Early music ensemble. Mm-hmm. Bringing early music to Los Angeles since 1968. Oh. They're dedicated to presenting 
pre-1700 music from around the world in historically informed performances that aim to inspire, entertain, and educate Southern California communities. I'd love to go to one of their performances. It seems like they perform in churches a lot. Are they religious? Maybe this group is religious. This is the Madrigals of SBHS. Santa Barbara High School, maybe? Oh, my God. Recorded at the historic old mission of Santa Barbara. Let me see. So imagine that this is what Nicoletta used to be in. She was a soprano. Yeah. That's why they were dressed in medieval garb. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's a chorus group looking for people to join in Los Angeles. Do it. Let's do it. You know what I'm afraid of, though? My ability to sight read. I haven't read music in a long time. Oh, I'm really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the chorale. C-H-O-R-A-L-E. Chorale? Mm-hmm. Not the corla for Los Angeles? Oh, you know what? They could have thought about that. Yeah, they should have. Um, It is very calming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so in the same way that like a chamber orchestra is like a particular kind mm-hmm. of orchestra. So like Madrigal my dad is was, a particular chorus. Mm-hmm. Wow. My dad was on the board of the Reno Chamber Orchestra. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because uh, my stepmother... I uh, was a violinist. Oh. Very good one and a very bad stepmother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just because you're a good violinist doesn't mean you're going to be a good stepmother. No, no. You would think. People, I mean, I know that stereotype exists, yeah. but it's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's often the case, but it's not always yeah. the case. Wow. So. Wait, so chamber music, is that? The exception that proves the rule. Yeah. What is chamber music? Um, it's like a, in my mind, when I was a teenager, all it really seemed to me was like, it's a smaller orchestra, but Mm -hmm. chamber music is its own specific thing that I don't know enough about to explain. So it's like dip, but different than a small ensemble, one player to a part. Um, Uh, most important form being the string quartet, which developed in the 18th century. There you go. I guess it is that simple. Wow. Uh, A small group of instruments. Traditionally, a group that could fit in a chamber. chamber. Yeah, so like it's not a philharmonic orchestra. I see. Okay. My dad was also on the board of the uh, Truckee Meadows Community College. Oh. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, once a year, I donate to both of those organizations in his name. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, yeah, just to have a, you know, ceremonial way to honor my dad. Yeah, that's nice. On his birthday or Father's Day, mm-hmm. or date that he died. Mm-hmm. I kind of vary it up. Yeah. Wow, that's really nice. Or he just donated to the Truckee Meadows for Christmas in mm. his name. Mm-hmm. End that's of year nice. fundraiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truckee Meadows is... Truckee is a... Small town in Nevada near um, Reno. Mm-hmm. And there is also just an area called Truckee Meadows oh. just outside of Reno. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we got there from Chamber, chamber Music. We got Madrigals there from Madrigals. To dorky entrance in a hospital. Oh, yeah. Okay. So our air legs broken. It's all broke up. Madrigals and leave. Suddenly... Guess who's there? Jethro. Jethro shows up while she's getting her blood pressure taken. But as a human. No, he oh, wait, start, no, no. shows up first. Right, right, right. And then he hides and when turns a woman in- comes in because he like loses the ability to be Jethro. Yeah, I mean, maybe human. a cloud goes in front of the sun or something. Who knows? But he turns into a rock boy again. So he's hiding in the corner and she's getting her heart listened to. Mm-hmm. And the nurse is like, whoa, your heart rate just jumped a lot and like follows her eye line and sees a fucking caveman in the corner. Here's what's funny that happens before that. That mm. has nothing to do with anything. She's taking her blood pressure and she asks the nurse, "What? how is it? And she goes, you wouldn't understand. She's like, I'd like to know the numbers, please, because I studied. I know. And... So I'd like it if you would tell me. And then 
the nurse does tell her and she goes, oh, that's good. I know. She's like, I'd have great blood pressure. And then it jumps up because Jethro. Because mm-hmm. Jethro's <laughs> right there staring at her as a cave. And she's like, oh, shit. The nurse uh, sees Jethro, freaks, screams, is like, security! Jethro runs, but she can't fully explain to security what just happened. She's like, I don't ask the patient. And Nicoletta's like, I don't know what you're talking She's about. She's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know her. <laughs> Never seen her before in my life. Yeah. And don't know him from Adam. So then what? He goes back in the woods, right? Yeah. Because she, she's thinking to herself, she's like, I can't just throw myself in front of a van all the time. And, oh, to try to, all right, here is my criticism of Nicoletta's behavior with Christo in regards to his desire to kill Jethro. Why doesn't she just say, I hate hunting. I Mm -hmm. hate the idea of killing living things. If you kill that thing, I never want to see you again. Yeah. Done. Because he's doing it for her. Instead, what does she do? Oh, I, I didn't want there. you to do it because I wanted to be there when you do it. Because I'm so impressed. Why would you say that? I don't know. I was so irritated by that, like, very logical mm-hmm. way out mm-hmm. that is not taken. Yeah. So instead, she's like, stew, stew, stew. Oh, I know. Oh, wait. Has he told her what? How, like, how he got turned into a cave boy? Yeah, I think he did. Okay. So he's, so guess what, everyone? Here's the deal. Before the Native Americans, there were like Vikings that came. Mm-hmm. And some of them fell into this cave. Mm-hmm. And or they never got Not buried. before Native Americans, but before I guess like concurrently. Englishmen. Yeah, like they were just like not. In- and they fell in the cave and he explained something like Native Americans didn't because they respected their natural surroundings. Well, they were smart. They were like, I'm not going to go in that damn cave. Yeah. And so they didn't, but the Vikings were dumb and all rushed into the pretty cave. And then they fell into the hole, never got buried. And the way that Vikings need to be buried is a Viking funeral. They need to be like lit on fire in the ocean. And that's how their souls get released. Guess what? That never happened. They're stuck. So their souls are trapped in that cave. So they're cursed. And they turn into the cave. So then- and they're angry. So anybody else who goes in the cave- they also trap. So then later, I guess he's a pilgrim. He is. So he and his dad. Oh, I wanted to read her description of the area because it's very poetic and it kind of leads into Jethro being a pilgrim. <laughs> um, just with us talking, not in the I book. This Jethro is the very is beginning. Pilgrim. He's a little pilgrim boy. He's a pilgrim cave boy. Um. So this is when she's following him that first time. The asphalt ended. The road became dirt ruts. Nicoletta would have said there were no dirt roads in the entire state, let alone this city. What are you talking about? Of course there are dirt roads. Of course there are dirt dirt roads roads in your city. But whatever. Where could the boy be going? Trees grew as closely as fence posts. Prickly vines wrapped the edge of the woods as viciously as concertina wire. Concertina wire. Stone walls threaded through the naked woods, the lost farms of early America. For a moment, she felt their souls, the once breathing farmers, the vanished field hands, the dead wives, and buried children. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. So anyway, that's who Jethro was. Yeah. An old dead farmer boy. Yeah. So he goes in there. His dad, or no, his dad gets stuck in there. And he's like, cave, take my, I'll take my dad's place. And then he'll come and find me. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the cave that he didn't realize is that it's cursed and that people forget about you. Mm-hmm. If you've gone in. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because then why didn't he forget about his dad? But that's Because he didn't go in. Oh, I see what you're saying. He just saw his dad go in and I not see. come out, I think. I see. So and then he went in, inside and it was like, sorry, your dad can't come out to play. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, what if I stay here? Mm-hmm. It was. It's yeah. a very Beauty and the Beast situation, oh, and then yeah. it's like he turns into the Beast instead of the cave falling in love with him, and then yeah, um, being hot, yeah, <laughs> and then turning hot at the end, and then turning hot at the end. Um, did you know I was oh, when I, as a kid I was really disappointed with what he actually looked like. We all were. I was like, what? Everybody was like, he was hotter as Beast. Only in adulthood have I come around to how he looks. Yeah, as a human, me too. Because I now I appreciate hot. the pre-Raphaelite features. Yes, but when I was a kid, I was like, I'm sorry, I've seen Prince Eric. 
Yeah. I've seen like the prince. I'm in, sorry. I'm like, not familiar with this era of European features. I was just like, this hair is like, I can't with the hair. I remember being like disgusted by his hair. Yeah. And I was like, I can't with your nose and your chin. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Yes. Where yeah. is my fuzzy yeah. crush? I was just like, he looked better before. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just like the potential that was then slapped out of my hands. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I was disgusted. Because we all had an idealized version of that, even if we couldn't express what that looked like. Yeah. And that was not it. No. But in adulthood, yeah. I've had so much time with it. Yeah. I've, I'm okay that with I'm it like, now. he's pretty handsome. Yeah. He's pretty handsome. He's not as handsome as like a cave. A cave. <laughs> I mean, caves are very handsome. <laughs> Have you ever seen a cave? I'm really all curious. Right, top okay. 10 caves. Top 10 caves. Crystal Cave in Sequoia. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's pretty cool. If you go in there, they turn off the lights at one point and you get to experience total darkness. <laughs> it's freaky. You can like wave your hand in front of your face. You see nothing. That's terrifying. That's I don't scary. like that at all. Yeah. yeah. That's what this cave is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Other caves. Uh, I don't know any other caves. I know. How many caves have you been caves. in? Um, one. Which cave? The, um, it's like It was like a cave in Colorado. Oh, nice. And it was rainbowy. Oh, that's cool. I've only ever been that in one. That cave. Oh, no. Have I been in? No, I've been in one. I think I it was some almost sort have been of in two. like famousy. Like cave? Rainbow Cave in Colorado. Yeah. Maybe not Colorado. Rainbow Caverns. That sounds right. But where is that? Disneyland? Oh, that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> it's not right, though. Wait. Yeah. No, that's different. That's what... Big Thunder Mountain used to be Nature Wonder, Nature's Wonderland as an extension of Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. Yes, that is why the name of that sounded familiar to okay. me. Okay, hold on. Rainbow Cave. Rainbow Falls Cave, Colorado. That must be it. Rainbow Falls. Hold on. I think there's a cave probably somewhere near there. Yeah, Cave of the Entrance Rainbow Falls. And then there is something, Cave... Looks like there are some very cool rainbow caves in China. Oh, did you see the photos of that? The biggest cave found in the that we know of um, that they found in Vietnam, and they have like like trees are inside it. Is cool. Cool. Maybe it was just in California. No, no, this is like a cave. Rainbow cave. Okay, I don't know if you can see it. I'm just going to send this picture to you. (laughs) Did you see it? I haven't received it yet there. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Ooh, pretty. Really, really big. I don't think the the scope of it is like... No, I'm sure it's very hard to see. It's humongo. Oh, there's Um, a person in the bottom. Ooh, I see. Right. Ooh. Yeah. It's a pretty big cave. Pretty big. I used to have this like National Geographic scenic book mm-hmm. and would just stare at this picture of this like <laughs> cave with a bunch of like mossy plants in it and just like imagine being there. yes dude if you're young and you've always had the internet like you do not you don't know understand the kind of shit that we would do to entertain yourself it was basically like sort of like pinterest but like with one picture that's yeah. But like with in your one hand. picture and it's of a cave. Yeah, I used to do that. I would. I had pictures and it was but National Geographic stuff. Like sands like yeah, desert caves. Yeah, there was also a really cool shot of a lightning bolt. That's cool, lightning bolt. Or just look at that, or just look at this book over and over. Yeah, no, my parents, it was all we had. You guys, the internet was new. Yeah. It was slow. It was not something like the time it would take. We're all attached to walls. Yeah. I would look at this. um, We had this uh, book that was about like geodes and crystals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it had like close up pictures of crystals. And so I would just like stare. (laughs) I would just like stare. It's so pretty. And like imagine that I was like really little and walking around in there. Mm -hmm. Like I would just stare at it for like a long time. Like yeah. stare and just imagine. Like, yeah, this is we would have a photo, a yeah. photo, a photo, 
and you'd be like, I'm going to stare at this and have daydreams like, like very much by choice. Daydreaming? Like I'm going to sit down yes. and have a daydream while staring at this photo and I'm staring at it and now I am imagining myself as being um, the character from Island of the Blue Dolphins and I live here. Yes. And this is what my life is. Yes. And whole adventures. Yeah. Like, I, like the amount of daydreaming that we used to do like, I don't really daydream anymore. I have tried. Have you tried to daydream recently? My, I think, um, my brain, I have, I think I have adult or not adult onset, but just like, I think I have, I have ADD. adult onset daydream. <laughs> <laughs> I have ADD that you I think it's adult onset daydreaming. Adult A, wait, A O D D. Um, I, I, <laughs> I think I have ADD um, and I, it, it like manifested in my adulthood because mm-hmm. um, I have a lot, a hard time daydreaming. It's probably because now we have these fucking phones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I just can't stay on one thought for very long. Like mm-hmm. I'll like be like, did it. And then I'll think about the shit that I have to do or like, I think that's a pretty, I think that's the adult thing that happens though. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happens to me where it's like, I'll sit down and I'm even trying to just have a daydream about what I want my life to look like. Yeah. So I'm trying to do like my little vision boarding type thing of like, oh, I want to, I'll picture what it is I want Mm -hmm. so that I will take the steps needed to get there. And I'll like try to have a daydream about my life and I cannot muster it. The closest I get is like, well, I've worked out in my exercise room and then I go to the kitchen and I make myself some oatmeal in my very nice kitchen. And then, like, I'll lose track. Yeah. <laughs> get distracted. I need to do something else. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I'll, or like I, I sat down. I was trying to, like, force a daydream about, yeah. like, winning an Emmy and mm-hmm. giving an acceptance mm-hmm. speech. And I was like, oh, I need to go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to daydream about like just any like anything like and I w- halfway through I was just like I don't want to do this <laughs> so then I just like did other stuff I was like I don't want to no. I'm like this is boring I'm this just gonna taking too long yeah I, I'm like I don't know I I would rather just do something so mm-hmm. sometimes I will though like I will kind of like imagine things I guess I do daydream but not in a controlled way maybe we're using daydream wrong maybe daydream is when you get like lost in thought i think fantasies yeah is maybe what i mean yeah i can't construct fantasies anymore yeah like ooh, i'm fantasizing about this i'm fantasizing about winning an emmy i'm fantasizing Mm -hmm. about what my house Mm -hmm. will look like yeah daydream is you do get yeah. Swept up and you can like barely say what you were just thinking about. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, you know what? I, I will get lost in thought, but never it's I think it's because when we were kids, there was a lot of time where like you just didn't you didn't have a phone, you didn't have like you didn't have a you show a that you were watching. Trip. Yeah. Or like just I would just sit in my room and like look at pictures of crystals and like yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. And be like, that's me. Like, I'm in there and I'm little. <laughs> like, I'm in there and I'm little. Yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, I really wanted to be what's little. Like, I, I, I was like, ooh, like, or like, look at pictures of yes. like moss. And I'd be like, ooh, I'm, I'm so small. I'm in yeah, the moss. Yeah, I'm in the, I live in this cave. <laughs> yes. And I'm then, looking like, at a photo of a cave and I'm living there <laughs> in my mind. There was like, I watched an episode of. I have of, an animal friend. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an episode of Magic School Bus, the one where they, the school bus becomes a frog, uh-huh. and like they get to be small, and uh-huh. like there's like ants, and they're like in a log. And yeah. I remember I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like child porn. Yeah, I was like, oh, mama, oh, cool. I was like, cool. Oh, and then that nice. gave me daydream fodder for so long because I yes. like. Or I would like go outside and like lay You're on the grass. Making up stories in your mind. I would okay. I would go <laughs> into my parents' backyard or my grandparents' backyard because they had a lot of moss. 
they had really good moss. So I would go out there and <laughs> I, mean, I would like. Do kids just love moss? I think moss is cool. I like moss. Moss is cool. To this it's day. just like so green. It's so green. It's so green. And then the, the thing dirt is, is so dark. Is moss is so green. It's it's like like a jade. It's like very it's green. Like, so like neon. Green. So I would like stare at and then i would get like leaves from the trees and like build little like i would like get little twigs and like put them in the moss and then like make a little roof with the leaf and then i'd be like i'm in there i'm, I'm a little <laughs> i'm in there. i'm a little person inside of the like in the moss that's me and like i would like put yeah. like, little rocks in there and i'd be like that's my chair <laughs> Like kids have got to still be this weird, right? I I think so. I just think I think it maybe ends at an earlier age yeah. would be my guess because like I remember playing with my cousin and my sister in Reno during the summer mm-hmm. when we would be visiting our dad and they had this big like kind of cluttered messy basement and down there there was this like tiny little like gas lamp mm-hmm. thing like in olden times, yeah. you'd like carry it, mm-hmm. carry it up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we had some kind of pretend game that revolved around that and me like carrying that and using that. Yeah. And I think maybe like we were pretending we were tiny or we pretended yeah. we had some kind of house. I can't remember what the game was, but I know I was obsessed with playing with that. And then we go back the next summer and my cousin was too old to play pretend anymore. Oh, and I was like, no. But the but the lamp is still there. <laughs> but I want to play with it so bad. <laughs> I want to pretend that I need that lamp so bad. I remember um, my grand my grandma's house had a basement, and that was like it. It was a um, that was where my dad used to like him and his brothers used to sleep in there. So there were like three beds in there, mm-hmm. and it was like. It was just like this cool old little boys room with a lot of like old stuff in it and like old board games, like a really ancient game of life, like old stuff. And I remember like going down there and there were these really old National Geographics from like a long time ago. And I would just like lay on one of those little beds and like stare at these National Geographic pictures and like imagine that I was like with the animals. I remember like mm-hmm. imagining a lot about animals too. Cause I was very an animal, still am. Um, I was never that into animals. I was really into animals, like, but wolves, only specific yes. ones. Yeah. I liked wolves. I liked cheetahs and like leopards and stuff. I did not like lions. I thought lions were boring. <laughs> I was like, ew. Don't even try to make me have a fantasy about a lion. Yeah. But tigers were cool. Tigers are cool. Tigers were my sister's thing. Oh, really? And I was wolves. My sister's thing? And then my sister's thing was whales. Oh, whales. Denise was very into horses. Still is. She likes horses a lot. Um, But like flying unicorns was like top notch for her. And dolphins. I was a unicorn girl because my cousin Sydney was a unicorn Mm. girl. I only... oh Frogs. Very into frogs. I was intensely into frogs and lizards and i would have these like little rubber frogs mm-hmm. and lizards and then i had this like little terrarium and i like put them in there and like <laughs> pretended they were my pets um and then my grandparents got me two little turtles oh and they were they were like the size of quarters and then they grew to be like the size of like a hoagie and they were like cool i liked them a lot they were red-eared sliders and then we put them in my parents pond i think i've told this story um, and we thought one of them like died because it disappeared and then it was just like hibernating. So then it came back like after a year and we were like, oh my God, the turtle's been here the whole time <laughs> and it was fine. And then it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. But we were like, what? Where, where was it? <laughs> and then sadly, one of my turtles, this is like a horror story. Oh no. A raccoon <gasps> kept biting off each of its limbs over a period <gasps> of like years. So years? First it only had like one leg missing. And then it had two legs missing. And it just kept happening. It was really messed. And they couldn't protect They couldn't protect the turtle? Him. They couldn't protect him. How do they know it was a raccoon? Because <laughs> they don't. They, I guess they don't. It could have been a person. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's what I was getting at. Yeah. It's like, how do they know it was a raccoon? It could have been a person. <laughs> Calls coming from inside the house. Yes. It was, it was my dad. <laughs> you know what? Him. When you go to point a finger, three is pointing back at you. Three are. Three. Three's pointing three, back at you. Three is pointing back it's at you. Pointing y'all. back at you. Um, so caves. Caves. Uh, basically... Cristo like tries to um, kill Jethro, but then Jethro has other plans. Well, he they're on their way, mm-hmm. but oh he, right, he blows it. But up. Jethro has stolen dynamite, dynamita, which Nicoletta told him about, thinking that there was a way to save Jethro, mm-hmm. like if if he had set it off and not been inside. Yeah, like she could have been inside and set it off maybe. Because like he can clearly leave the cave and remember stuff because he's a cave boy. Yeah. Just a little cave. So he could have left. She could have thrown in the dynamite. Mm -hmm. He could have lifted her out. Mm -hmm. And then the Viking men's souls would have burned like they needed to be. Yeah. But instead he just stays inside. Yeah. Instead he just blows the whole place up. And she's like, Jethro. And then she's like, oh, a tiny diamonds. I'll carry this around as though it were Jethro. And I was like, I guess. I was like, is it Jethro? I know. I was like, is it? Or symbolic or for real? Yeah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I was like, it could be either. Maybe the point is to keep it ambiguous. I couldn't tell if I was just being obtuse or whether that was the case. I could not tell. I was like, it could be either way. I would say this is a for sure read this book, though. Oh, yeah. It's good. And yeah, it's yeah, on yeah, Kindle yeah, Unlimited. Yeah. So if you guys want to read it, it's very easy. Yep. Um, it's good. Really mm-hmm. good. Uh, highly recommend. Yes. Um, next week. Next we- week, we are reading Diane Ho's The Invitation. Ooh. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we really, really appreciate you. Um, and... If you want to support our show, you can go to patreon.com slash teen creeps. We have a lot of really cool stuff there. Um, (laughs) And we wanted to thank our very special Patreon producers. So thank you, Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Danny. Emily Pooley. Julianne Hannes. Karen Lewis. Cully Burns. Chris Darina. Landry Desmond. Madeleine Walschlager. Micah Yunus. Miguel Camacho. Molly Marks. Rogue Kalahua. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sasha Gibson. Sydney Bollinger. Victoria Beck. Wendy Bartos. Thank you guys so much. We Thank really you, appreciate all it. You. And also, if you want to, um, without spending money, you can <laughs> um, uh, leave a rating for our show on uh, any podcast platform. Tell people about our show. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth really helps. And you can change your settings so that um, all new episodes download automatically mm-hmm. because it uh, gives us a clearer read on our numbers. Yeah. Really helpful. Yep. Um, so thank you all so much. Uh, we will check in with you next week. Yeah, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.